I can hear you. How's it going, my man? Good, good. How are you? Pretty good. I was just bumping some baby Keem over here, you know. Die for my bitch. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're getting ready for this episode, it looks like. Yeah, you know, uh, just uh, maybe hinting at uh, what's to come. We'll see. Okay, a little preview. A little preview. I don't know how much Vic Mensa I've been bumping in the past. <laughs> God, a couple of years so far, but... He was... Baby Keem, he... Uh-huh. I was just going to say, he was huge when I was in high school. I graduated in 2014. Vic Mensa was... Is co who's cousins with Chance the Rapper was, like, blowing up immensely when I was in high school. Right, he's a... He's a Chicago guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that makes... That makes sense. Um, Baby Keem is not a Chicago guy. No. <laughs> I, I believe he's from L.A. Yeah. But... Either or... Um, we can get into this whenever you want. Yeah, so, <clears throat> how's it going, everyone? I'm Mike Perry. As always, joining me is Rex Foster here on Coast to Coast Hoops. Uh, we don't have anyone in here yet, but that's okay. That's okay. People will come. You know, the people will come. To people kick it off, <clears throat> as always, well, first of all, how are you doing, Rex? How's your week been? I'm good. Uh, it's been a good week. It's it starting to get a little bit colder in Colorado. Woke up pretty... Pretty chilled, so been drinking my coffee. Woke up, took a nice hot shower, but things have been good here in um, the mountain territory in Colorado. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Yeah, things are cooling down, but uh, as we say in New York, well, um, you know, it's not quite brick yet, um, but it is cold. Okay. We're getting into fall, so I fall is my favorite season. Uh, I do love football. It's not as good as basketball, but I do love football. So yeah, football's a that's a very strong second for me. But yeah, no, the fall season stays to be pretty underrated. I have but, to agree. I mean, you you can't really go wrong with it. But it's also the shortest season, you know, so it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah, short and sweet. So, would you like to go first with your rapper NBA player comparison? Sure. So, as you provided me, um, you gave me Vic Mensa, and so I, I I haven't been the biggest on Vic Mensa, mostly because he hasn't been as popular since I started to follow rap and hip-hop, but I, I do know him, and he is in the rap scene, and he's a pretty notable figure in the rap scene, too, so... My player comparison was Harrison Barnes. Oh. So, yeah. So, what, why I compared Harrison Barnes to Vic Mensa is that they both had pretty promising, successful starts their uh, career early on, uh, whether it be for Harrison Barnes um, with a very strong run at uh, North Carolina, then he had some title runs with the Warriors. He was surrounded by yep. Steph, Clay, yep. uh, Draymond. So they both had pretty um, successful and big starts to their career. Uh, then Mensa, on the other hand, um, as you said, he was pretty dominant in the Chicago rap scene, got signed to Rock Nation. Then I, I also did a little bit of research on him, and he also went on tour with a lot of notable... Uh, rappers. I mean, obviously Jay Z because got signed to Rock Nation. Yep. 
uh, J. Cole, Danny Brown, uh, but both more recently um, as Harrison Barnes signed to the Mavericks and then later played on uh, the Kings and yada, 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 uh, both like later fell out of their respective pictures, but are still like notable people in their respective scenes. Harrison Barnes, the NBA, Vic Mensa in the music scene. So they're, they're still there, but they weren't as successful and as notable and surrounded by, I guess, all these legendary personas as they were earlier on in yeah. their career. Yeah, so no. That's why I compared. Yeah, that's that's why I did that comparison. I think that's really good. I think they, they're, both of them are dipping their toes in elsewhere after having been already so successful. They were kind of like you know like, like Vic Mensa uh, recently was in a film acting. I know, uh, okay. you know he's a co-owner of Color Cast. Um, so he's, he's a multi-talented guy. And uh, not exactly right. in the same, I mean, Harrison Barnes is multi-talented, I'm sure, but Harrison Barnes kind of like, you know, he dipped his toes. He's like, I'll play with the Mavs. I'll play with the Kings. You know, I don't think, I don't think Harrison Barnes is necessarily a, I'm going to take the least amount of money to win a championship, right? He's going right. to, you know, get his money and do what he wants. And that's kind of what Vic Mensa seems to do. He's like, I don't really need to prove anyone to anything to anyone, right? Like I've already proven everything I need to. So I'm just going to do what I want. And that they seem to be on the same level of thinking and in, in that regard. So. Yeah. And that's why I made that comparison. I, it, it took me a little while to find a pretty accurate comparison to Vic Mensa, but as I was thinking and doing research, I was like, huh, Harrison Barnes seems like a pretty like good comparison to Vic Mensa. So there, there you go. Vic Mensa equals the Harrison Barnes of the NBA, which is no disrespect to either of them. I don't Harrison think Barnes. I don't think it's disrespectful. I think some people would say it's no. disrespectful to Vic Mensa because Harrison Barnes gets clowned uh, pretty badly on NBA. I might just spend too much time on NBA Twitter, but he uh, he catches a lot of flack on there just because you know he's not the most uh, flashy player anymore these days. But real ones, no real real ones. Real ones, no. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, part of those early Warriors teams. the death lineups, he was in the death lineups. Yes. He yes. was someone you did not want to see on the floor. So no. Yeah. But, and and yeah, when he was, when he was playing at UNC, I thought, I thought Harrison Barnes was going to be like all multi-year all-star. Like, I mean, he still had a great right. career, but, and, and, and it's not over. So we'll see. So no, it's not over. Um, my, Rapper NBA player comparison. You gave me Baby Keem, and I selected Lamelo Ball. Uh, oh, yes. So okay. that's it. Okay. <laughs> they both have family members who are a few years ahead of them. Uh, Lamelo with Lonzo, and while Baby Keem is cousins with Kendrick, you know it's still they're still family members. Uh, they recently dropped family ties, and that kind of really. I, I I thought I thought I knew that before Family Ties. I thought that was um, well known that they were related, but apparently it, I, I thought it was too. But well, maybe we're just smarter than everyone else. I don't know, but um, <laughs> possibly could be. <laughs> they're both well. So you know, Baby Keem also is from L.A. Lamelo is from Chino Hills, which which isn't necessarily quote unquote L.A., but it's like right there. 
Um, right. And so Lamelo had an amazing rookie season, besides the injury, and I thought an amazing rookie season. He looked uh, like a level above all of his peers. I don't know. Some people might disagree with me and say Anthony Edwards looked great last year, and he did, but I would argue that Emmanuel quickly looked just as good in half the minutes. So I thought based upon LaMelo's like um, IQ, or if you don't like the word IQ in basketball, it's just his offensive knowledge. He He's like a quarterback finding, you know, rim running uh, players on deep balls in transition. He's got crazy cross-court bounce passes behind the backs. We all, we, we all saw it last year. It's, I mean, in five years, the kid's going to be, you know, a serious problem. Um, right. Now, but his first sophomore year. He's a serious problem. No, he, he is. Right. And when, so when Baby Keem dropped Die For My Bitch, we all were like, oh my God, like, this, this is amazing. This is going to be, like, right. a, a great artist for years to come. And then he dropped The Melodic Blue, and people were like, wow, this is not good. I disagree. I like it. Uh, I think do-rag activity is a freaking bump. Um, I I didn't necessarily... I think Die For My Bitch was, like, really good, but I don't think it was, like, a masterpiece. I don't know if okay. you disagree with me, but... And also, well, it was... Sorry, right. go ahead. Go ahead. I'll continue. Okay, so, well, I would just say the melodic blue was probably just a little significant of a step back from Die For My Bitch, but that's only in my opinion. Uh, Die For My Bitch, that, that's one of my favorite albums over the past, like, three years. But, again, this is my opinion. <laughs> so, I mean, the melodic blue, it, it was a good album, but I just think it was a significant step back okay. to where he was two years ago in releasing Die For My Bitch. Okay. I mean, hopefully that doesn't correlate to LaMelo Ball, but I I totally see that comparison, especially with the family ties and, I mean, both up young and coming uh, rappers slash ball players. So I, I, I totally 100% see that comparison. I don't know that LaMelo will have a, have the same regression that Keem did. I don't. I hope he doesn't, uh, e- even though I am a Knicks fan. Um, but I I think LaMelo's going to um, have a great sophomore year, but they do say the sophomore slump is real. So I, I don't think it's out of the question, necessarily. Well, we'll see. There's, there's what, a month left till the NBA starts? So yep, yep. It's only a matter of time. You want to dive right into these uh, Central Division predictions, my friend? Right. Uh, let's do that. Um, we can start by dissecting the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, the, I'm I'm ready. Um, the title, the title uh, <laughs> defenders. So so fresh off of a chip. We right. They brought back Bobby Portis. They brought in right. Grayson Allen. Uh. George Hill. George Hill. They lost Bryn Forbes, but I mean Dante DiVincenzo will be healthy. Pat Connaughton looked good in his role during the playoffs. I wouldn't say their offseason was uh, horrible or great. They had a sleeper pick with Sandro uh, Mamushkavelli. 
I think that's how you say your last name. That should give him space to grow his game, playing with amazing players. And I, I think he's going to be a rotation player in the NBA for a while, personally. Am I, am I tripping, or did they also uh, add Rodney Hood? Did they? I can Google. Yeah, I, I, I just think that they did. I think my gut's telling me they added yeah, Rodney Hood. Yeah, you're right. I, I they did. Wrong. They did. Oh, they did. That, that's another sleeper pick. As okay. a Nuggets fan, Rodney Hood killed us in the 2018 playoffs. So, in that four-overtime game. So, I've I've just got something. Was that when Rodney he played for the Jazz? No, that's when he played for the Trailblazers. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Rodney Hood's become yeah. somewhat of a journeyman. Uh, he has. He's, he's going to be one of those players that plays for seven, eight, nine teams. Plays until he's, what, 36, 37? He's yeah. He's a good wing player. He's a good wing scorer. Well, I just... So... It's just odd to me, because I feel like, as a player, I would want to remain on the same team for most of my career. But with someone like Rodney Hood, it's almost like it seems like he doesn't mind trading places, like, um, a lot of the time. So, I mean, to each their own, but... Trading places meaning, like, um, trading roles, or... Uh, no, just, I mean, more, uh, like, moving to, like, moving to, like, a new city, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, like a Jeff Green. Yeah. Yeah. Then a notable subtraction, obviously, from Milwaukee, P.J. PJ Tucker, who went to Miami. Um, I mean... Talk about a Benedict Arnold. I mean, just a stab in the back. Right. (laughs) I know. Um, (laughs) That was a good one. uh, I I, I don't know. I I thought P.J. Tucker was a pretty noticeable loss for Milwaukee. Um, He's a good defensive player. For the box, stretch the floor for Giannis. Um, good midseason trade that the Bucks pulled off. Yeah. So I think that was pretty noticeable. But I I do feel strongly that Milwaukee can get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see how much Giannis continues to improve. He's only 26, 27, so he still has time to further improve his game even though that just seems pretty insane. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hopefully he can solidify his jump shot, um, consistent with free throws, but we'll we'll see. I don't think that they would have beat the Nets if the Nets were healthy. I think that the Nets are still going to beat them this year. So, unless Giannis Giannis solidifies that jumper, I... What if the Nets aren't healthy? Well, then we will see, Rex. We will see. Moving on. Oh, but you know, you know what is funny though. Uh, everyone was calling to for Mike Budenholzer to be fired, and now <laughs> it, it's crickets. People shut that up really quick. I was, I was about to bring that up. I, I, I was writing down last night that did, did the whole league just change their opinion on Mike Budenholzer. He wanted the the Bucks won a championship and it just became a never mind. It never happened, out of mind, out of sight. (laughs) So, I think I think it was more on. I think it was more the Drew Holiday or the Drew Holiday signing that really changed that. I I don't know how much 
Mike Budenholzer had had to play a bit. I mean, he had a significant role, but I don't know. I just feel like that whole roster had a little bit of an upgrade to make Milwaukee into a finals contender. But I don't know. Re- respect to Coach Bud. For sure. But moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, <clears throat> moving on. The Bulls. This is a fun one. Uh, so Ooh. DeMar DeRozan, Lo- uh, Lonzo Ball. Obviously, Alex Caruso, you know. Right. This is all great. Zach Levine needs spacing. He needs help with creation. Um, But right. the whole three-point shooting is kind of like, well, you picked up DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball. Um, neither are the greatest three-point shooter. But both could prove me wrong. Right. Well, it, what just confused me is that I feel like the Bulls want to compete now, but they don't have, I I just don't see them, like, for sure even making the playoffs. Like, I've got them as a tenth seed right now, and it's just, I don't know, I'm just kind of hesitant to, I'm just not too confident in them. If they're a win-now team, I mean, I'm a big fan of Vooch, I'm a big fan of Levine, I mean, I'm a big fan of all of these players, but do they really fit together? I mean, no. there's only one ball. They don't. I, they don't fit together. Right. Um, and that's just what really concerns me. If, if they're trading all their first-round picks, if they want to win now, it, I, I just don't think the puzzle pieces really fit together. Who's their uh, rim defender? Who's their paint defender? Answer I, me that. I, I think... I think they signed um, Tony Bradley. Oh, stop! The 76ers. Stop. Yeah, I. The, he's their he's their rim protector and rim runner. I then I, not a fan. That's laughable. I'm sorry. I. It is. Maybe Patrick Williams could play. I mean, at this point, five. shit. Why not? You know, give it a try. But. <laughs> right. I. They also have Kobe White. I, I still have a little stock in him. I'm oh, a no. I'm a Kobe White hater. Uh, Kobe, Kobe oh, White are. Kobe White killed Syracuse when he played at UNC. So I'm a no. established Kobe White hater. But he is he's got he, it's like he's got all the tools. But why can't he put use those tools to put it all together? You know, he's one of those guys. So I I know I hope I even though I am a hater, I hope you know I hope he puts it all together. I I think he's a starting caliber guard one day. So. Right. We'll see. I, I do think that... Okay, so I don't really like the addition of DeMar DeRozan. Talk to me. I, I Talk to me. I might get a little... Okay, so... Okay, I, I do like it, but I also don't like it. <laughs> I do like it because it's DeMar DeRozan. He'll give you 20, 22, 23 points in a season. But if you're just competing, is DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine... Your number one option. I mean, it, it's just like you spent a boatload of money on him. He's not a three-point shooter. I, he's a proven veteran, and he's a good winner. He's gone to many Eastern Conference Finals. He posted like, the uh, the best assist-to-turnover ratio last year out of all NBA players. Oh. Well, shout-out to DeMar. Um, our Vince Staples comparison last year. Yeah. Um... But I, I just don't really see him as number one option. And I, I don't know if he'll be a number one option. That's probably still Zach Levine right now. But 
I, it, I, I just don't like that he can't shoot a three. And I, I don't know. The, the Lonzo Ball addition I really liked, honestly, because with, with Chicago and with such an offensive team, you need ball movement and you need a lead point guard. Um, Lonzo Ball's game is just playmaking and defense. They really needed defense. Um, that actually goes into the Alex Caruso aspect of this as well. But I, I like the Lonzo Ball signing more than the DeMar DeRozan signing, honestly. I got a lot of mean words. I just thought it made more sense. Yeah, I have a lot of mean things to say about the Bulls, but my, my mom told me um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'll keep it to Shut myself. Up, Shout out to my mom. But I have the Bulls finishing 11th in the East, so let that speak for itself. <clears throat> so he's got, he's got the same opinion on them. Yeah. I think the media is overhyping them. Yes. And that, that's going to do them in, too, right? Everyone's right. saying how good they're going to be, and then they're going to be mediocre, and yeah, no. That's that's not going to cut it. But moving on. First round picks, and right. <laughs> okay. Do you want to go to Indiana? I would love to. You want to kick it off? I will. So, I think the most notable, I guess, change for the Pacers this offseason was Rick Carlisle at head coach. Yes. Um, fired Nate Bjorken. Uh, wasn't really the biggest fan of Nate Bjorken when he was hired to the Pacers last year. Um, Rick Carlisle, the veteran coach, the NBA champion. I don't know if he can transform the Pacers into a to a title contender, no. especially with the roster they have. No. But, I mean, he's a good hard-nosed coach. I mean, he can be what Tom Thibodeau was last year. He, he can be a good coach of the year candidate. Sure. I mean, he's, a, he's just a respectful coach. Yeah. And I feel like when you have a winning coach like that, with a mindset as good as Rick Carlisle's, then your team should never be counted out. Um, I like the uh, Chris Duarte uh, draft selection, good veteran, good three-point shooter, good defender, um, especially after McDermott leaving. Uh, Karis LeVert, we'll see what he does. Miles Turner, we'll see what team he's on by the trade deadline. Malcolm Brogdon continues to be one of the more underrated guards in our league. O'Shea Brissett. They got rid of, yeah, O'Shea Brissett. Uh, they got rid of Aaron Holiday, which kind of stung. He went to the Wizards. Yeah, I mean... Torrey Craig was a good addition. I, I, it's it's the Pacers. Like, are we really going to have them, <laughs> like, in the Eastern Conference Finals? No. even the second round? No, we're yeah, not. I, I had them finishing 12. I, I just really am a huge fan of the Rick Carlisle signing, but it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint that when they don't have the roster to complement Carlisle's coaching style, but... Everyone in, everyone in the East got a little better, and the Pacers just basically stayed the same. Uh, Duarte was a great pick, but, you know, does that make it a great offseason? No. You know, Goga, no. Sabonis, Miles Turner, you, t- you touched on all the young guys, you know, TJ Warren, Brogdon. A lot of young to mid-20s guys who are going to get better, but that doesn't equal success, so... Uh. I, I agree, and the East got a lot... Like you said, the East got a lot stronger this year. In Indiana, they didn't really make any significant improvements. No. So I had them at 12. You had them at... Oh, you had them in the plan The plan at 10. That's respectable. Yeah. You know, why I mean, not? 
It, it's the Pacers. I, no disrespect to Indiana, but it's not like they have an all-star on their team. I, I'm sorry, DeMontis Sabonis, but I don't know if you're going to be an all-star this year. You know, I, I hope for anyway. his sake he is. But anyway, moving on, the Cleveland Cavaliers. A, 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 like you said, we discussed this previously, a fun team. A lot of young guys who have room to improve their game. Great job re-signing Jared Allen. Good job with Rubio, question mark? Uh, I think that's an amazing, amazing addition. I like the change I'm of scenery. Rubio fanatic. Oh, well. <laughs> I I think he significantly, not significantly, but I, I think having Rubio on your roster... Just so much for your playmaking and so much development for your younger guards. And that's important to have when you have Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I don't know, Ricky Rubio's a fantastic playmaker, obviously. Uh, like, look what, look what he did for the Suns last year before Chris Paul came in. I mean, I, what did I, he do? <laughs> he, he, had that in, he had that insane bubble run. Where they went eight and zero, nine and zero. I mean, he's a, okay. he's a fantastic playmaker, and I cannot hate on playmaking. Okay. Yeah, I, I, and especially with development, when you have younger guards, I, I'm not saying he's the greatest point guard in the NBA. I'm just saying he's underappreciated. It just didn't really make sense to me. I guess. You really be on the cast. Why is that though? Why? Why? Why sign Ricky Rubio when you have a bunch of young guards who just need to be on the floor getting better? I. But you only have two. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. Well, I actually, mean, I I thought it made, I, I I thought it made sense to me for for them to go out and acquire Rubio, but I mean I mean then again I I just like having veterans on on young teams and there's not too many veterans besides Kevin Love on the Cavs. <laughs> so I thought it, very I thought good it point. made sense to have a veteran for their backcourt. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> um, but talking about their frontcourt, it's just loaded. Um, I, I like the Markkinen addition, help, helping space the floor, um, resetting Jared Allen to a hefty contract to 20 million a year yeah but they had to right i mean they had to they had to lock him in someone else Um, was gonna throw him the bag if they didn't you know so right right and i'm a jared allen fan so it makes that respect um isaac okoro um i think he might make a another good leap for his sophomore year he's a great defender Evan Mobley, we'll see what he does. I thought that was a good pick for them as well, even though I don't think he showed up as much as I wanted him to in Summer League, but still regardless. Didn't Isaac Okoro drop? Yeah, he had a 30-point game last year, so. Oh, did he? He did. He did. I mean, he was playing on the Cavs, and it was against, like, who? Um, I can't remember. I can look it up real quick. Against the Suns. I mean, so it wasn't the worst team. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. So, I thought... An NBA Finals team. Yeah, I thought that was really impressive. I, I think Isaac Okoro could... Uh, I, I heard mumblings of... Or mumbles. Mumblings isn't a word. 
of him being an all-star one day uh, when he first came into the league, and I was kind of like, oh, no, not at all. But after, after watch and his defense, you know, he's not the greatest playmaker. I think right. I think this guy's the limit for Isaac Okoro, personally. But I just really think if he, I guess, polishes his jump shot yeah. and is more consistent with his scoring, yeah. his coming into the draft last year, his scoring was the question mark and his shooting was the question mark. He's He's been a good defender for his entire Auburn career, even though I think that was one or two years. But <clears throat> solid defender, solid playmaker, and I just think he needs to polish his offensive game. But when you have a team like Cleveland with so little, I guess, defensive talent, it's important to have a young player like Okoro who can defend one through four, two through five. I don't know, has quick hands, has lengthy. So... That's where I stand on Isaac. So, wrapping it up, last but not least, we got the Pistons. They should surprise a lot of people, but their bench is going to be rough. To put it kindly and shortly. Go ahead. Their bench is going to be rough. Um, I I just have a lot of strong feelings towards the Pistons. I I know they're not going to be any form of a contender or winning team this year. I just like young talent that they have accumulated in the past, what, 10, 10, 11 months? I think they really turned their roster around within less than a year. Sadiq Bey and Isaiah Stewart were great draft selections last year. Um, Kate Cunningham, obviously. I mean, I don't know how many bad things you can say about Kate Cunningham. Killian Hayes, we'll see where he lands in this rotation. Hopefully a better sophomore year than rookie year. But, I mean, it's the Pistons. They're, they're not going to be anything significant this year. I had a really good image in my head, or a really cool image in my head of, like, Jeremy Grant leading with Cade, like, as his right-hand man. Um, it's yeah. like a... We, you, we can see, right? Do you watch Game of Thrones? I... So I just started season three a couple okay. days ago. Okay. I'm watching for the first time. They just feel like a movie-esque, like, you know, Jeremy Grant as, like, the lead hero with Kate as, like, the young buck, you know, that that, that Jeremy Grant is mentoring. <clears throat> Kate's probably the favorite for Rookie of the Year. You know, like you said, Stu, Sadiq, Killian, Josh Jackson. They'll be... Probably finish bottom two. <laughs> uh, but they'll be fun. I mean, Kelly, Kelly Olenek was a sneaky signing, but what really kind of upsets me is that they spent all this money on Mason Plumley and Jaleel Okafor last year and all these other just, I don't know, veterans who they overpaid. And in return, they, they couldn't re-sign Christian Wood. I mean, could you imagine Christian Wood on this nice young team i mean just kind of upsets me a little yeah but no for sure it should but pistons nothing too much to be excited about i mean good young team but that's really it troy weaver has been killing it with the signings and the draft but the the seku letting go of seku and the uh christian wood fumble were, were two blemishes for sure i thought but he he totally, he totally changed the roster in less than a year, though. So, I mean, yeah, those those were hiccups, but, I mean, still. But it's also, like, it is letting Christian Wood go and Seku go that bad? 
and with Seku, it was like they got rid of Jaleel Okafor, so they were going to have to, you know, put put someone else in that deal. You're not just going to get rid of Jaleel Okafor. You're not going to get rid of him that easy, you know, so. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, that's, God, the Central Division is not too. Not, not, not too impressive, not too impressive at all. Yeah, Indiana, Detroit, Cleveland at 12, 13, 14. I mean, it's nothing really, nothing really to be that exciting about. So, I, I mean, know. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we're wrong. I, I have some more strong thoughts, but unfortunately, we we do have to wrap it up because my son has a doctor's appointment. Shout out to my son. Shout out Levi. Yeah. Shout out Levi. As always, make sure you follow Rex and I on Twitter. I am at Perry Much So. Rex is Rex Foster NBA. Make sure to follow Coast to Coast Hoops on Twitter as well. And we will be back next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Please make sure you stop by. We will be getting this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. as soon as possible. I'll be editing this tonight probably. Uh, Rex, any final thoughts? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I, I just know that we're on the come up. We're going to have Spotify <laughs> and Apple Music um, available pretty shortly, which will make it much more accessible to, to a lot of other folks. But, I mean, Mike, I, I, I love this so much, and I can't wait for the start of the season in a month. Yes, I'm hyped.